Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. In this episode, we're going to think about people-pleasing, something that comes up a lot for me in my clinic room, but also seeing these terms floating around on social media. Are you a people-pleaser? Do you live with a people-pleaser? Then this episode is for you. Maybe you've heard this term of people-pleasing floating around on social media, or maybe someone has said that to you, that you are a people-pleaser. What does that even mean? Well, I hope that this episode will illuminate that concept a bit, and also understand how that shows up in relationships. With you and your partner, maybe not getting your needs met if one of you or both of you are people-pleasers. So let's first think about being a people-pleaser. So listen to these three phrases. I'll just have what you're having. You can choose, I don't mind. I just want to make you happy. Recognise these phrases? Have you ever said them to your partner? In current or past relationships? Or have you been with someone who kept saying those things to you? I remember when I was little and had sleepovers. And you would ask your guest, you know, your friend, what do you want for breakfast? And they would just say, I'll have what you're having. I remember feeling really anxious, thinking, well, do they even like porridge or toast or cereal or whatever we were having for breakfast? Is that actually something they want to eat? Or are they just saying yes to that and then sit there and trying to gobble up this breakfast that they really hate? I remember from an early age finding that really difficult. And people wouldn't say what they actually fancied. Because if they had those options, porridge, cereal, toast, all of those were possible to make. All of those things were acceptable choices. But when someone says, I'll have what you're having, it's actually really difficult to know if you're hitting the spot, if you're meeting their need. And I understand why they do it. It feels like a polite choice. We don't want to cause inconvenience. We don't want to put anyone out. And often that can be what drives the people pleaser not wanting to inconvenience or cause trouble for someone else. It can be driven by a caring commitment towards other people. But the tricky bit is that caring commitment doesn't then get balanced. Being a people pleaser can make you a martyr, looking after other people's needs and sacrificing your own. When you silence yourself, not expressing what you really think and feel about things, it damages your relationship in more ways than one. You don't make your partner happy if you always do what they want, as an attempt to please them. Why? Your partner won't love it because they end up with an angry, resentful partner with a low sense of worth. Because they don't get to fully know you, your wishes, urges, fantasies, dreams, wants and needs. Because a healthy relationship is one balancing the needs of both partners. People-pleasing doesn't build good, healthy relationships. So if you are being a people pleaser, I understand. I get it. It can be driven by a wish to make other people happy. But it's often also driven by a fear of making them upset. 
making them upset with you is often driven by a fear of conflict. I don't want them to be annoyed with me if I pick that cereal when they actually just wanted to put some bread out on the table. Can you think for a moment if there have been opportunities in your life, early on in your childhood, in your romantic relationships in adulthood, where you could have expressed what you wanted and you didn't because of a fear of conflict or a fear of not being liked, fear of being judged? Now let's just think about that for a moment. I won't give you all the answers today. This is more about reflecting on whether you are a people pleaser or maybe you live with a people pleaser. So let's move on to that. Because living with a people pleaser can be exhausting. Your partner will drive you insane sometimes. If they're really keen to not let other people down, they sometimes let you down instead. If your partner tries to please everyone else outside of your relationship, they may end up not pleasing you at all. If you live with someone who struggles to say no to others, not wanting to upset others or inconvenience them, it can be infuriating. It can feel like living with a martyr. And instead of helping them get their needs met, you actually find yourself getting angry with them. Maybe you've even kind of got your way a few too many times, as they easily fold when you are assertive. Maybe you've even used that to your advantage if you put your hand on your heart and confess. And how will this power imbalance affect your relationship dynamic? How does it affect your partner's self-esteem if you always quote-unquote win because they fold? A deeper connection isn't built on people-pleasing. In either of you. It's built on the courage to ask for what you need and daring to let the love in to find balance with what you've already given out. Because you both matter. Your needs both matter. I see this so often in the high-striving, overachieving women that I work with in therapy. Very often they've been socialised to meet other people's needs, to make themselves small, to be a good girl, to please. But it happens in men as well. And when that shows up in relationships, it's really important to be aware of that it's driven by many different factors. It's not as easy as seeing a one square on Instagram saying, this is how you stop people pleasing. You need to do a bigger formulation on what's going on. Where did this pattern come from? What keeps it going? What's in it for you to people please? Do you avoid conflict? That feels kind of nice. And what's in it for you if you give it up? Would there be anything you could gain from no longer doing this and from gently asserting yourself? And one of the things I often see is when people want to let go of people-pleasing, they go from the passive side, never having voiced their needs, always being careful to meet other people's needs, to moving on to the polar opposite side, which is the aggressive. So I'm going to rise with a roar and suddenly I'm not going to be silent anymore. I'm going to shout very loudly that I need this. And you know what, that rage and that anger is understandable, but is it the most helpful response? Somewhere in the middle between passive and aggressive sits assertive, and that's sort of the sweet spot we want to get to, where you're balancing your needs with your partner's needs. Want to know what's going to be helpful in you doing this? I built a workshop around people-pleasing in relationships, by the way, where you can learn how to balance your needs with those of your partners, so you don't burn out and feel resentful about not being fulfilled. Because after all, it's hard for your partner to know what you need if you don't know what you need, 
or express it to them. So you can find this webinar on thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash people pleasing. This webinar is for you both if you are a people pleaser, not getting your needs met in your current relationship or finding yourself drawn to the wrong people simply because you have that urge to please. Or you love a people pleaser and want to know how to best support them in getting their needs met for less resentment in your relationship. So go to thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash people pleasing to watch this pre-recorded workshop of 90 minutes. And as always, please do take care of yourself. Not just your partner, not just other people, but take care of you as well. Learning to let go of people pleasing is a big part of that. It's a big ask. So I'm not saying that for you rise with a roar from one day to the next, it's just maybe today you think, what do I fancy for dinner? Not just, I'll have what you're having, or I don't mind, but say, today I fancy pasta, or today I fancy going out. Starting small and building from there is often the most sustainable way of changing a habit. So until I see you next time, do take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically, showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas, and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.